Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, six-year-old Rory Booth sings the Flow Surf song live at Sport HQ. Craig, Rob and Paul give their views and opinions from the works. Callum Road and the Magnus. I'm Mick Bradley. He's Tony Smith. This is Radio Newark Sport and these are the weekend headlines. And as you all know, the weather completely washed out the football, but our rugby and hockey players are made of sterner stuff. Just. With Newark Town not scheduled to play, they sat back and saw their chief rivals drop points. It didn't rain as much up in Yorkshire, and Dinnington and Harworth played out a one-all draw. The winners of that one, of course, Town. No such luck for flow serve. The sides around them all won, meaning the works dropped to seventh. But a victory tomorrow night at Gresley will send them back to the heady heights of fourth. The hockey ladies must be wishing that uh, all weather pitches flooded more easily. Wet and cold. The ones lost 4-1 at home to Loughborough. Wet and cold. The twos conceded 13. That works up. Better news though for the men. A 5-1 victory away to bottom of the table Chesterfield and Newark sit proudly on the top of the table. But they've been inducted one point. Question number one for Paul Halfpenny a little bit later. And the rugby club's match at Lincoln was a late postponement. My understanding is that Lincoln thought it was fit. The referee thought it wasn't. And he's the boss. But the Kellam Road pitch was in a better condition and playable and enabled the two sides, second 11, second 11, second 15s to play. Newark coming out, 31 points to 7 on top. And the only other rugby match I could find locally was Kestevan. They went to a mud bath at Sylbitan and lost. Five points to three. Finally back to football and a win for the New York Town ladies at Bingham by two goals to one. The goals coming from Ellie Stanbridge and Jess Oldham, a.k.a. Posh Spice and Doc Spice. Before um, the real stars of the show take over, a quick look at uh, a couple of the top stories of the weekend with Mr Smith and as you know Tony um, I'm not a great Alex Ferguson fan and people keep saying why don't you like him well you know let's go on to this one shall we favourites New Zealand were beaten by England as we all know in the Rugby World Cup semi-final New Zealand's head coach Steve Hansen's comments after the match England were the better team and deserved to reach the World Cup final there's a lot of hurt that adversity will feed a lot of All Blacks teams in the future, so we'll find a positive out of it. Congratulations to England. They were deserved winners. You had two very good sides going at each other, 
and the team that that took the game won the game we've got no regrets i'm really proud of our team they've done a tremendous job for their country and tonight we just were not good enough we have to take this one in the chin and so do the people back home the difference between steve anson and alex ferguson he didn't blame the referee he didn't blame the kit he didn't blame the weather he didn't blame the authorities and he wasn't cheated that's how you lose correctly i don't think he had any choice because that england performance on saturday morning was probably one of the best sporting performances i've seen from any team in any sport it was unbelievable whereas but you see the point <clears throat> i'm trying to I make. see the point you're trying to make but uh, also uh, bill shankley once said show me a good loser and i'll show you a loser so, you know, you can't take yeah, me Steve down. Yeah, Steve Anson is oddly a loser. You're not going to take me down the I hate Alex Ferguson road with you. You can walk on your own, mate. I'm not walking on my own. There's plenty walking with me. All the ones that know about football are the ones <laughs> that's walking with me on that one. So no Forest fans, then? Oh, cruel. Cruel. <laughs> um, Tiger Woods. 82nd professional victory at the weekend which equals the great sam sneak mm. so they're both sitting there take two you wouldn't back against tiger woods making it 83 would you no i mean he's, he's made a remarkable comeback but um i never thought he'd hit a golf club again once he'd hit that fire hydrant he, he had another operation mm. on his knee something no more than six to eight weeks ago so on top yeah yeah is a is virtually bionic isn't it by this time but it's, it's, it's a remarkable achievement uh, it's one of those isn't it whatever you think of the person oh yeah it's a remarkable achievement it the, the actual sporting achievement is yeah what well, to use your word remarkable i celebrated the achievement rather than the uh, individual success quick word on leicester and southampton i mean they've got to play sent <sighs> off after nine minutes uh 12 Tw minutes, 12 minutes. Yeah. but you still shouldn't get beat in a professional football match nine nil no but i like the way the southampton fans have paid the players their wages this week <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the Southampton players... I mean, they gave in, didn't they? Yeah, but the Southampton players have given their wages to the Southampton fans. I think that's absolutely spot on, because you can't apologise. But the, I heard a fascinating fact at the weekend, that the two goalkeepers who've been at the other end and watched their team score nine goals in the Premier League are father and son, Casper and Peter Schmeichel. Fact of the day, surely! Dear... <laughs> I look forward to this show all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good pub quiz question, though, it's isn't it? It's a very it's good a, question. It's an absolute perfect pub quiz question. Um, we're going to talk rugby, obviously, at half past seven with Rob, and um, you're right, it probably is the most comprehensive, the best. I just hope they haven't, <clears throat> Pete, because there was, was the comment, weren't they, from... Um, Gatland about, you know, teams peaking in the semi-finals and Eddie Jones's response, well, you enjoy your third and fourth place playoff, mate. But uh, it's Brilliant. I, I, I always enjoy Monday night being your secretary, but it's a bit nippy in this short skirt in this weather. This is where we're ever so lucky we haven't got webcam. <laughs> Trust me, folks. Very lucky we haven't got a webcam. OK, right. Um, anyone that's been to Lowfields over the past couple of seasons, and many hundreds of you have been to Lowfields, um, they've got their own song, of course. And um, we thought, well, you know, we can't let this go without it being heard on the radio. A worldwide, no pressure, Rory, a worldwide 
radio premiere of the Flow Sir song. It sounds much better when six-year-old Rory is singing it than when his dad's singing it. Um, (laughs) Absolutely it does. So what we've got in the studio tonight, we've invited Rory in and, you know, six-year-old lad this is a big thing for him and he's he's well up for it and he's got his own backing group the flow servers so rory booth and the flow servers you've heard it here first you could well hear it on top of the top of the pops i think so you could well have it on top of the pops so rory i'm going to count you in mate we're going to go one two three when i've gone to three you start singing okay right rory booth and the flow servers one two Three. We are the new flusher. We're heading for the top. We always get promoted, and we're never gonna stop. We play games at low fields. It's where we love to be. We've got the world's greatest supporters and the core the FBC. promoted and we're never gonna stop we play games at low fields it's where we love to be we've got the world's greatest supporters and the court the fbc Absolutely brilliant. Well done, all of you. Rory, you are a star, an absolute star. You really are. Dad, Mum and Dad's here, and they must be so, so proud. Let's have a quick chat with Rory. Rory, just come to the mic, mate. That, no, that, that's the way you are. So who's your favourite football team? Um... Flow serve. Flow serve, of course they are. And who's your favourite player? Danny... Danny Meadows, Danny Meadows, Danny went to Mo, went to Mo and Meadows. Is that the one? You sing that one as well, do you? Dear. And you come up and you watch Slow Serve every home match, don't you? And sometimes yeah. when you can persuade Dad to take you away. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Well, well done, mate. That singing was absolutely fantastic. Thank you should be you. so proud. What school do you go to? I go to Trudy Primary School. Trudy, are you in the choir? Um. If not, you should be. You really should be. That is fantastic, Dad. Just put the, just put the mic up. Um, you're not, not often you lost. It. You, it's not <laughs> often that you're lost for words, but uh, no, not at all. Um, no. I just think you're probably very close at the moment. Uh, no, proud, absolutely proud of him. Um, he always, I always try and make up the songs myself, but Roy always has a good influence. And <laughs> he, he sort of takes the swearing side out of it as well. To be fair, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah, but he loves it. He, both of them come down, Rory and Arce, and. We get all the family down. Um, obviously, Millie was one of the ones who got me into it, and everyone's just joined in. All the boys from the FEC. So uh, yeah, it's a good good weekend for us all. Every time we go down, isn't it, mate? Yeah. yeah. It, it's we've never seen anything of the like in 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 Newark of the standards of football, and we've never seen anything in in the like of the way a club is supported in and around Newark. So we're, we're all in new territory. You used to be a a regular. 
at, at Forest. So what what's tempted you to local grassroots football? Um, it's it's just all down to the fact that I've played football myself, and there's never really been the opportunity in Newark to go and watch a, a good standard of football. Um, now that's come along with the flow serve lads and fair play to Newark Town there up there as well. Um, but yeah, it's we go down, we go to watch. It's a good family environment and. Uh, the fact that they're playing a good standard of football as well it it encourages us to throw our support at them and they've given us a feedback at the same time saying without us you know a lot of the times we won't get through so many games and, and it's nice isn't it when the 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 players respond as well oh absolutely yeah because yeah. you, you know you you feel part of, I, I i tell a story regular that when we went to um starport on the coach yeah which was an awful long way away it was somewhere near wales as it turned out um and it was a long day, and it was a, not the best performance. And I'll do an Alex Ferguson, I'll blame the referee. Um, <laughs> I criticise him, but I'm just like him. Um, but when the coach finally got back at eight o'clock, every single one of those players that went to that match shook the hands of the people that went yeah. to support them and said, thank you very much, so we didn't get the result. That is the difference between the football that we support and the football that you used to support at Forest. Absolutely, yeah. Um, again, it's a lot of new at the flow of players, and you know, some of them are local lads as well. So not only do you know them personally, but it's nice to know the lads who's come from out of town who's also embracing the support that we give. Um, and I've even had individuals come up to me saying, can you make me a song up? So <laughs> it's, uh, depending on how well, how well they play, depends on what kind of song it is. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good to get the feedback from them as well. So we might even have Rory back singing the, singing the cleaner versions of uh, his yeah. dad's, of yeah, his I'll dad's I'll songs. I'll him a bit, but yeah. <laughs> Lovely. Look, thank you all very much for coming in to see us tonight. R- Rory, where have you gone, mate? Well done, you. Absolutely fantastic. Rory Brove and the Flow Servers. You heard him first here on Radio Newark. We are the new workflow <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, they they said when he did did this, never work with kids and, <laughs> and animals. Well, I've never had an animal in the studio, but I love, absolutely love it when the kids are in this studio because a six-year-old standing in front of a mic in a room full of strangers mm. and singing like that—that's what I do this for. <laughs> Well, I was very uh, moved when I saw the uh, clip on the um, social media and I thought uh, that young Rory showed a tremendous amount of courage to stand up in front of the uh, the video camera in the, in the floor serve dressing room and do it. But I, I, thought, I thought the song was A, superb. It's a great sing-along number. But when it's, you know, when it's performed by the kids, you know, it's, it's just great to see, you know, because... You know, what has happened at Floserve this season is has been incredible, and last season, and the season before that. But the most incredible thing out of the whole story is the way that the Newark public have come out and supported them, and I think it's fantastic to see that the children of those Newark people are also obviously keen to follow the club as well. And, and that's, that's at the end of the day, that's the bit that you have to, to look for. Now, this is not just a flow serve night, it's just a Rory's <laughs> song that we picked up. If, you know, if the Newark Town youngsters or the rugby club youngsters or all the hockey club youngsters have got a song, you know, by all means, because that's what we're here yeah, to yeah. promote every single one of you. But when I heard that 
young man saying, <laughs> Ali Jones, eat your heart out. Quite, quite frankly. Um, yeah. When I saw that, that young man sing the, or hear that young man sing the other day, then, uh, yeah. It is, it is, it's very, very... He has actually, you know, for six years old, Yeah, he's got a cracking voice. Good pitch, yeah. He has, hasn't he? But, but it's, um, it, it's, it's... When we are playing opposing teams, their supporters turn round when our supporters suddenly burst into song because you don't get it anywhere else. At steps seven, six and five, nobody else has, you know... Had a choir. They haven't. Um, are you going to um, put your short skirt back on then oh, and, yes. and do and do the receptionist job? Um, <laughs> uh, obviously, no Newark Town tonight because they haven't got a match to talk about because for some inexplicable reason, the Central Midlands Football League have stopped giving them matches on a, a Saturday. The second Saturday running that was scheduled not to play, which I find absolutely unbelievable. And you can really tell the Central Midlands League haven't got uh, many years left in in them because. That is not, to me, I run a Step 7 league, two Saturdays on the bounce, not playing. It's all right playing in the week, but these guys, you play football on a Saturday afternoon, you know, not on, on a Tuesday night. Um, you play the Tuesday night games when you can't get it in on a Saturday, not as a first priority and an excuse about not having enough match officials. It is, quite frankly, just a poor excuse. Um, you know, you, you Newark Town should have played Craycross on Saturday, they ended up going over there at night time. That puts a, that puts a pressure on on everybody. Of course, uh, it's just not uh, it's not good enough. It's as simple as that. Central Midlands, so get into gear. So <coughs> hopefully, Damo is going to be back next week, um, and uh, with a new tan. <coughs> Excuse me, it's all that singing. Um, we can't get older, Craig. We're all a couple of minutes early, but um, I'll keep getting the secretary to keep to keep trying him um half past seven it's rob wildman and of course that's all things rugby um only one new rugby match to talk about but uh i think he might be quite happy he tells me he's sitting at home waiting for a phone call in his england shirt not tony smith in a short secretary skirt and rob wildman in his <laughs> england shirt it's one of those it's one of those nights tonight isn't it that uh and then paul halfpenny because whatever the weather it didn't seem to matter to the hockey players. They played. Now, this is back to the argument, Tony, between grass and plastic. It's as simple as that. And Tony likes grass. I'm telling him that plastic is the future. Every hockey match was played. No local football matches was played. Isn't that the answer? And I know what you're all saying. Grass is what it should be. But unfortunately, in this day and age... He's made a mess of it. He's made a complete mess of it. Right, I think he's trying to ring Craig. He's looking, he's looking at the phone now. I tell you, it's, it's, this is where you need it. Well, are you going to ring him again? Right. Oh, dear. I'm sure there's somebody else out there I could have got. Um, tomorrow night, no show. We're, um... Right, the phone's ringing again. Oh dear, I tell you. Here we go. With, despite Mr. Smith's best efforts with the telephone, um, we have got Craig Roach. Craig, good evening. Good evening, mate. Oh, do you want him as a secretary? He's going up on his plate, I think. Oh dear. Um, I, I know um, we sort of intervene in children's bedtime every Monday night, and you do take time out, so you you probably missed. Um, Rory Booth and the Flow Servers. 
I did, unfortunately. I just didn't get on in time, but I, I'll say I've heard it before. How did they do? It, well, it sounds much better when he sings it than when his dad does. <laughs> Slightly different words. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. That's what his dad said. Yeah, we have the clean version tonight, thankfully. <laughs> um, a wonderful little singer. He looks to be a wonderful young 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 man. He is very proud of him. You, you, you would have been proud of him because he was here in his flow serve kit tonight. Um, si- singing the flow serve song and at the end of the day Craig that's part of the reason why we all do what we do at these football clubs because yeah. we want young men like Rory to be part of it in the next 20 years time and it's still going yeah absolutely yeah definitely so uh, you'll be, it will be podcast by about the end of the week so I'm sure everybody will pick up on it and have a, and have a listen um, you didn't play at the weekend you should have played at um Long eating. It lasted till about half past eleven before it got called off. I thought we're all going out for a ride in the rain, but uh, at the end of it, um, I think the referee said no, and that means another night match for you. It's getting regular nighttime football now, isn't it? <clears throat> it is. Um, I um, I was a bit disappointed with it, to be honest. On Saturday, I kept scrolling through Twitter and kept seeing all the games off, and the left hours really late. You know, a few lads had already set off, but. This is what it is. There's so many games off at the weekend. It's uh, that one's now in organised for the 26th now. For like you say, another Tuesday night, on the 26th of November. So, well, there uh, goes. That's probably the first one we've had to cancel this so far. So, hopefully, it's the last. <laughs> hopefully, it's not the last because if you win on Saturday, you're gonna have to cancel another league match. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go back a few days, please, to uh, the middle of last week and a a trip to. To Selston. Um, I wanted to come out that one because there's been a little bit of silly comments and a bit of bad blood in places between the two clubs and I just wanted to go along and just see for myself. And the first thing I've got to say is that I was made extremely welcome at Flo- at, um, at, at Selston. The Selston ladies was absolutely um, there to look, at, to look after us on the gate. The cake was lovely. Um... I've seen how they do how they do the football pitch. It's not perfect, but credit to them that they've done it and they got a game on. Um, and at the end of it, Flow Save won it convincingly. Yeah, um, like I say personally, I've never had no problems with them off the pitch. Like I say, committee wise and stuff like that, they've uh, boys looked after us and like they did you on Tuesday night, on Wednesday night. They did they did me as well. I was there early to do the kit and I got a brew and they was very very uh, welcoming and. No issues there, but obviously we've got a rather on the pitch. Ah, and that's where and that's where it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that's there from last year. It was kind of um, put to bed a little bit on Wednesday because um, we deservedly won the game. So I thought um, the first half, to an extent, mirrored what I saw on the, the previous Saturday. Flosev, in my opinion, was probably guilty of trying to hit the long ball too often. Um, but I do appreciate the weather conditions was atrocious and I do appreciate there was also going uphill against a team, another team who thought it was probably their cup final. Um, It did settle down very quickly into the second half and Flosev started playing the ball into feet and once that was happening, Flosev couldn't touch you, Craig. Um, Selston couldn't touch you. Listen, nobody gets told... um play long nobody gets told to play short we do what you've got to do to win the football match you know the, the lads tried to play in areas um, and we kept giving turning possession over it was just, it's quite a tight pitch 
and obviously on the, on the day it was very uh, boggy, compact in the central area. So you know, we like to try and work the ball out wide is the game plan so we can deliver. You know, we've got two big two big strikers in there now with Greg Smith and, and Ben Hutchinson. Um, you know, we played in Selson's hands in the first half. Um, obviously, second half we went four three three. Um, it was a little bit more direct, but you know, I think even in the first half, if the chances got in, we could have walked in at half time three or four up. You know, no, it's no coincidence that the goalkeeper got man of the match. Um, and so it's just struggled to get out. They couldn't get. They tried to play out in the first half. Um, we're just having the two up front. We did, um, and they did quite a good job of it. Um, second half, we're having the three up there. They couldn't play out. They kept two for it long. We went straight through to our back four and we came again. It was it was just wave after wave and it was just a matter of time before time in the space opened up. Once you get in front, it's a different game then. You know, they've got to, they've got to have a go at you. I mean, catch them on the break and that's where the spaces open up and uh, you've got to earn the right to play first and there's no easy games and end of the day, it's back game points. So you'll do what you've got to do to get the points. I've known Greg Smith for... An awful number of awful lot of number of years. I used to work with with him um, probably nearly ten years ago now. And Greg has played at Boston United twice. He's been to the Trophy Winners. Brackley has played there. He's, he's had a couple of spells at Grantham. He's been around the circuit and he's scored goals wherever he's been. Um, generally at a higher level than what flows so far now. I think Craig that is an absolute cracking signing. It is. Yeah, I agree. Like you say, he's been he's been about. It. How are you persuaded him? I, 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 well, I don't know, but if I've got this one right, he's going to score a lot of goals. He should do on paper, like you say, because he, he's tried and tested. He's proven at step three, um, so he, you know, on paper, he should go out and and get us twenty five, thirty goals for what's left of the season. So we'll see. But you know, the contribution he's going to going to bring is massive. Um, obviously, we've got we're got a good relationship with a couple of local clubs now so we often get some news before it might be public knowledge to others um, and as far as getting him I don't think it's a difficult job anymore you know everyone can see that we're moving in the right direction we've got a, a squad full of um, players that are played at levels above often they know each other so that, that always helps um, when you ask them to come and sign you say yeah, such and such is here such and such is here this is what we want to do this is the plan um, like I say the local lad um, he's still got plenty left in him he's only 33 so um, we're up in a, he didn't it wasn't difficult to convince Greg to sign so hopefully he can um, give Gre- us the push, the push that we need that extra strength and Greg Smith and Ben Hutchinson up front is going to be a handful for anybody I won't fancy it no <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't you want one of them two coming at you would you, you no. so we'll see what we can do tomorrow because you're playing tomorrow night we are yeah um Hopefully we don't get no rain between now and then. I've been told there's a precautionary pitch inspection at four, but um, I, don't, I don't see there being any issue. They said the 9 to 5, I'm sure it would be on. Um, with no rain forecast, so, yeah. Um, let's get back out and get back on it tomorrow night. Hopefully get a positive result and we can go into into the Vars game on Saturday um, full of confidence. Full of confidence, and that's three o'clock at Lowfield um, against... Um, rugby town. Many of us will know will know them as VS Rugby. Um, they're a non-league team that uh, probably known a bit better days than where they are now. But they they are still going to be a force to be reckoned with. They're going to bring a lot of supporters, and it's going to be a cracking afternoon, Craig. Yeah, it's going to be a 
Yeah, looking forward to it. <clears throat> Obviously, we'll get a business done tomorrow night first before we start focusing on that game. But um, yeah, it's a great tie. Um, big club rugby got a great setup over there. Like you say, they've had better days behind them, and I'm sure they want to get back to them days. So we'll, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get get tomorrow night done, gradually, and then we'll start focusing on Saturday, and it's. Uh, want to look forward to well it goes without saying the whole of Newark wish you the best of luck and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday night and let's hope we're all smiling let's hope so Thank thanks you. Craig Good night. bye Craig Roach there the joint manager of Newark Flow Server away to Grizzly in the league tomorrow home to Rugby Town um, in the Vars on Saturday you are listening to the unique Radio Newark Sport what other show would have a six year old lad singing a football song and, of course, we do this with our friends at Smith's Timber. Still to come this week, active for today, talk about the sports awards. And on Thursday, we talk all about football when Pitchside Dave joins us to what is becoming a very popular show where we look at all the local football in West... In, well, I get it right. East Knotts and West Lincolnshire. Um, in other words, all the local teams get a mention of um because that's what we do we support local sport we're not here tomorrow night um it seems to be a bit regular at the moment don't it we're having a night off in in the week but we're not here tomorrow night um and quite simply i've got um, the grandchildren with me for a week because it's half term and uh i'm taking them out for the day so um we're not back in time for tomorrow night but um now hopefully if mr smith's got it right we are going to change the shape of the balls we talk about. We're going to talk rugby. And, of course, if we're going to talk about rugby, it's the voice of Rugby Union, Mr Rob Wildman. Rob, good evening. Evening, Mick. Evening, folks. Um, first yes. things first, yes. let's get the big match out of the way before we talk about the rest of it. What, Newark seconds? Yes. Um, <laughs> first of all, the... Seven over Lincoln seconds. <laughs> yes, let's talk about that one, because... Where everything else was going by the wayside, that was played. Which pitch was it played on? It was played on the, the, the furthest pitch from the, uh, the clubhouse, and it was good to see some big boys getting muddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what rugby's all about. It is. The um, the first team match was very late in being called off. Was, uh, did, did you all travel? For whatever reason, I was sat rooted to my um, little cubbyhole office in my house um, so I, hadn't, I was just about to leg it to Lincoln when I had the text through about 20 past 2 saying the, the ref had called it off and uh, uh, everyone had a, had, had a good lunch uh, at Lincoln but the ref had had the final say on a very waterlogged pitch they've got a few drainage problems at, uh, at Lincoln so the, so the game was postponed I mean uh, I wasn't there I don't know the uh, ins and outs these things can get very tortuous um, we were told Saturday morning that we were going to have a pitch inspection and they, uh, but they were waiting for the ref to get there he was coming from West Bridgeford so they for some reason they got a ref all the way from West Bridgeford to um, and it, it was one of those marvellous rugby days Mick um, and <laughs> equally at Newark uh, only one pitch was deemed fit our seconds played and, and they won 31-7 so um by all accounts, it, it, it was a, it was a good game. It was a, it was a great match report on the uh, on the website by David Godfrey, who's proving a bit of a wordsmith at the moment. <laughs> uh, he's got a fine flourish of a phrase, so it's always it's 
people want to go on the website, they've got a marvellous match report there from David. Uh, and as a journalist, I'll sum it up in about a paragraph. There were tries for a couple of veterans, uh, Alex Jackson and Ian Tomlinson. And if I say they were both forwards, we can gather that what type of game it was. So it was good to see Tomo and Jacko on the score sheet and there was one for Matt Walton and some good kicks by Sam Booth and overall the seconds have won four out of five in the last five weeks so they're going well so hats off to Richard Byram um, and, he, and, and his gang there they are and I'll ju- just go back to um, the referee and then if I finally finished Newark I know you you love little snippets of news and being first in first in the queue for the news tonight um Many thanks to Tim Barker, our director, chairman of rugby, director of rugby, or chief of rugby, whatever you want to call him. Sir. He's been negotiating with the RFU all day. Um, from my previous experience of the situation, that can be quite uh, exasperating, but he's got a result. We are, um, we've got a rearranged date for the Lincoln game now, which is January 18th. We had, at one stage today, there were some fears that we were, we were going to get told to play it next Saturday, but... They are, if you have deemed that, really, uh, ordering clubs to play next Saturday when players could be full of <laughs> beer and victory celebrations. It's not uh, sensible yeah. in any in any Europe imagination. With an England kickoff at nine o'clock in yes. the World Cup final, so we've been told that January eighteen is uh, a free date. <clears throat> so that's that's um, the prospective Lincoln date. We then thought we were going to have our cup game moved against Stafford, which is November the thirtieth. But that game goes ahead and. Um, the, the rearranged league date is Jan 18. Common sense prevails. That's a novelty. And just find the last bit of Newark news. Our Colts, who beat Derby last week, uh, Dave Duddles and Alan Staines was talking about it on one of your nights last week. Um, we got another home game. We're, we're playing Corsairs uh, weekend of November 16, 17. So um, the Colts people will now be battling with the RFU to see whether we play Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to them. Well, I'm just very quickly, just going back to the postponement, um, it, it, it is very serious because if there is water actually standing on the pitch, more so in rugby than, than, than football, if everybody goes down in the heap and you're the one that's face down in the water, this is why the referees are, are I assume, Rob, not prepared to take any risks. I assume so, Mick. Some of us... Um, let's leave it there. I'm pretty old school. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he doesn't agree. <laughs> I, like, I like a muddy bath, mate. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I love it when he doesn't agree. He's so he's so. How he puts it over, he doesn't. <laughs> Well, whatever happens to this yeah. sitting on the fence for, for, for which you are so <laughs> fabled? I can say the Callum Road pitches on some Saturday from my eye were pristine. P-R-I-S-T-I-N-E. And that's how the groundsman wanted him staying. Exactly. Let's leave it there, shall we? Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, I was told to go and take Valiant. So. <laughs> <laughs> the, the best ever performance by an England team in any sport... Um, I mean, I've heard all the accolades are coming, and to my naive eyes, they're all deserved. Oh, I thought the first half was as good as anything, yes. Um, all the glory, England days, um, you know, the 2003 World Cup team um, played some good stuff, but they were pretty... Um, they were a pretty Leeds United lot where if you go back into your football, your football out on, you know, they, they ground wins out, did that mob, the 2003 lot, 
didn't care whether they won by three or six as long as they won. This mob, um, Eddie's, Eddie's army, they played some <laughs> terrific stuff Saturday, um, particularly in the first half. They really took it to the All Blacks. It's only a year ago since most people wanted him sacked. Well, that's sport, isn't it? He's, yeah. champ, he's champs or chumps, and equally, if England hadn't, hadn't produced on this Saturday, there would, there would be critics saying, well, Jones has been powered with his team with millions and millions and millions of RFU money, literally. Uh, he, he, you know, there was all the, the, the great and good of um, Fleet Street was saying last week, you know, his, his target was the final. If, if they'd lost in the semi-final, it was failure. So the um, margins are very fine. Uh, equally, we could play the All Blacks next Saturday and there would be a... In the, the All Blacks start, well, it could be... 30 points to 15 to them. Uh, if you look at the Tri-Nations games this, this summer, the, 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 some of the results between Australia and South Africa and the All Blacks differed each week. It, it shows that you know, the, the margins are very fine. But England, on the big day last Saturday, started well, played some terrific stuff, took their chances. I thought they were desperately unlucky to, to lose a try which was scored off the line like, uh, off the, off the line-out. And that was really down to you know, VAR, TMO time. Uh, in the old days, that try would have been chalked up and uh, it would have been game over um, when Youngs went over, but the, the, try was, the try was ruled out. I've got listed really down here, Rob. Sorry? I've got listed down here for my next subject with you, disallowed tries. Disallowed tries, have you? Right. Um, England... You know, from again, from my from my eyes, what's wrong with that? And no, I, I must admit, I um, uh, was taking Valium at that stage of the morning as well. Yeah, and, and you know, they just accepted and move on, which I thought was fantastic. Well, that's the game, isn't it? Uh, you've got no choice. Um, it's the beauty of rugby that you know, the um, the officials. Whether they make a good decision or a poor decision, you, know, they, you have to accept it and get on. It's, it's all part of the game. You have to accept those things equally over the game or over a period of time. Um, it's six of one, half a dozen of the other. When Owen Farrell couldn't kick anymore, he was thinking, oh, crap, we could be in trouble here, but we most certainly wasn't, was we? No, Ford is a very good player. I was surprised the week previous when he didn't start. Um... He wasn't dropped. He was. It was he, a change he, of roles. Among the, uh, the finishers, as Eddie yeah. calls them, you know, yeah. Eddie, uh, Jones. He's had a remarkable four years uh, in charge. I think the, the big question after the final will be whether he stays or goes. I, I think that will become a bit of a saga unless he um, accepts a new contract on the table. I, I don't know where we go with that, but obviously, first of all, it's it's this Saturday, and this team have got to back that back that performance up. It will be a different type of game against South Africa. Um, they've seen how we played against the All Blacks, but they're not as savvy as the All Blacks. I, you know, we are we are favourites. It's our it's our chance. And if you look at the the, you know, the team um, in place for England, this is their this is their opportunity. Because four years on, they, they, some of them, maybe four, five, six of them, won't, won't are very unlikely to be around. As much as I was sat on the edge of the seat on on Saturday morning, absolutely glued to every single move. An hour into the Sunday morning one, I was absolutely bored out of my brain. It was a and different type of game. Uh, game. Um, one of my Welsh friends had texted me on um, Sunday morning, you know, saying that England and All Blacks had had an advantage because they were fresher teams, having not played that last pool game. Uh, you, we forget that you know England, England mm. and New Zealand uh, only played uh, you know three pool games because of the typhoon and, and Wales and. Uh, South Africa battled through the, you know, the full set of fixtures. 
but uh, no, it was a different type of game. I think they cancelled each other out in Wales, South Africa. Um, perhaps more of a traditional semi-final game. I think, I think the great surprise of the two games was how, was how England attacked in that first 20 and, and, and gambled. Perhaps South Africa and Wales were more cautious and England grabbed the bull, bull by the horns uh, and, and went for it. So all that leaves then is Rob Wardman's prediction for well, this Saturday morning. I did go for the All Blacks. <laughs> um, way back um, although I did tell people in the pub on Friday night if they were listening to me that England would win uh, and I was I was called that I was talking cuckoo um, so the prediction for Saturday well England are favourites um, if they play like they did Saturday they, they, they should win I think England will expect to win as well they, they think they'll, they'll have the measure of South Africa it depends whether South Africa can South Africa can hold the ball, move us around and, and play the game at their pace if we don't score first or early and the longer the game goes on it becomes more difficult but I think if, if England make a confident start and get a lead they should win You're not going away with it this time Beans it's the final, we need a score Oh score now? Yes Oh my word <laughs> um, 24-12 England 24-12 England. Okay, I'm, I'm making a note. Of, making a note of that one. Oh, and you, make a, you make as many notes as you want. <laughs> <laughs> we will see. Uh, we're, we're, we're all with you, Rob. Uh, take it you're going to be at the club very yeah, early on I'm Sunday morning. Bacon sandwich, yeah. Yes, and that's a, a cracking place. Because so we, we Newark, we have no games next Saturday. No, and that's quite right too. I, I, well, I was looking you, through. See what I'll be having mon- next Monday off. Okay, is that all right? Mm, no. <laughs> no, nope. um, I'll have nothing to talk about. <laughs> if it is, tw- is twenty four twelve, you can have the Monday off. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm sure some of the youngsters are playing on Sunday. Right. So we'll find you something <laughs> to talk about. We'll talk about it. Rob, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. The wonderful Mr. Rob Wardman. Twenty four twelve. Then what do you think? Uh, again, I think that performance, particularly in the first half, was. The sort of performance level that attracts people that know nothing about sport. Lucy came in and sat down with me and watched much of that first half. It was that good that it attracts the women off the streets. <laughs> I'm sure that's the wrong phrase. I'm sure it is. It, 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 it's a funny old game though, isn't it? Because as I said to Rob, as much as I was enthralled on Saturday, I was thinking, well, I can understand now why people don't watch rugby well basically on sunday Sunday, it didn't happen sunday became a kicking game where one player catches it and kicks it back and then the bloke on the other side does the same thing and it's like watching tennis amongst you know 30 men so i put a text on facebook or a message on facebook i much prefer rugby league they've got a thing called passing Yes, but every, 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 every seat she has to give it up. The um, but, but but you know it's it's, it's just uh, England's performance was so fantastic. It just worries me that they might have burnt themselves out in that one because South Africa were very sound like the Welsh manager now. Look, Tony's obviously not look, seen much Step Five football in the South or the North East. There's plenty of singing there. And another comment to come in that it's noteworthy that New Zealand only scored as a result of an England mistake. <laughs> and on both those accounts, thank you, folks. You're right. Now, when I used to go to school, and I grant you it was a long time ago, 
Four threes was 12. So why has Newell Cocky Men got only 11 points? Mr Halfpenny is the man to answer that question. Good evening, Paul. Good evening, Mick. Yes, I'll answer that question. In fact, we'll, we'll start, unlike Sally Halfpenny's half-time team talk, we'll start on a positive, shall we? <laughs> so, <laughs> I take it she's not listening. <laughs> um, I, th- I think she's wanting to listen to the podcast later. <laughs> um, yes, why have they got 11 points as opposed to 12? Because... Um, we messed up with administration and we didn't get players registered in the correct manner. So a point's been deducted. That is why we're on 11 points. And, and this yeah. proves the importance, you know, of, of the fact that in any grassroots sporting club, the most important people are the people that work behind the scenes because um, they, they don't get another chance like you do if you play in rugby, hockey or football you get one chance. And if it's yeah. not perfect the first time, there's no comeback, is there? That's, that's correct. And, um, you know, the men's Midland League are quite... They're not, they're not that, that hard, to be honest with you. You know, they, they let a lot go. But it's the, it's the ladies' uh, section where they're, they're really, really keen. And the ladies' ones may be, may, may be facing some kind of... Uh, maybe a points deduction, maybe a fine. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But... Um, I'm afraid the ladies' uh, leagues are very, very tired. Let's let's start on a high then, even though they have been deducted a point. Um, they're just steamrolling the way through the league, aren't they? Well, as predicted, we've got a very, very good team, a very strong team, a very aggressive team, and they just steamrolled bottom club Chesterfield five one. Um, yeah, just just uh, another day at the office. I think <laughs> um, I, I think really is the best way to describe it. Uh, tough one coming up though on Saturday. They play South Nottingham. A um, little bit of a bogey team in recent years, but um, I, I, I feel that, that Newark should have the edge and um, they should get three points. They're at home against South Notts, so hopefully, hopefully a good good result. First against third, I think, isn't it? It is. Yes. So it has. It's, uh, it, it does have the potential of uh, of being your toughest test yet. So um, that 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 is. is, is Going to be interesting. Um, not a brilliant morning for the ladies. Um, I've only got the ones and the twos scores, but uh, neither of which um, make great reading. No, no, it was it was a very poor. I think I think everybody's uh, mind was on rugby. To be honest with you, um, I, I tried to get them to chill out before the game. We had a warm up inside, and we, we sat and watched the rugby a little bit, and. Uh, we went out, but I think I think most of the players were still inside. To be <laughs> honest with you, for the next seventy minutes, it was appallingly bad. It, it was dreadful. Um, there's no other way to describe it. Um, I, <laughs> I know the ladies have been uh, sort of talking behind my back as to how's Paul, how's Paul feeling, because I didn't say anything to them after the game. And in all fairness, all I wanted to do was get back into the warmth. I wasn't really bothered about talking to them after the game. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was quite a bad performance, really. No uh, no real positives to talk about. We uh, we did score a goal. Maybe that's a positive. We, we were awarded a stroke as well, which uh, sadly we, we, we missed. We didn't put away, but... Um, no, it was um, it was a game that was earmarked for a win. Really, we needed to win that game, but we didn't. But <clears throat> it's half term, and we had so many 
players missing throughout the ladies' club and the men's club as well. And that, I see what I can't <laughs> understand because you know half half term people do go away, people take the, the, the families away. Uh, yet they're making them play. Yet they'll pack in in a three or four weeks time for about eight weeks. It's, to me, it's, it's nonsensical. And we don't have a game this week. Yeah, it's... yeah. We, we've got a rest week this week, so I think there's only Nottinghamshire really uh, locally. They've got two weeks off. Everybody else has only got the one week off, so they've put that week off in everybody else's half term. Yet you know we've had to um, go with a, an understrength team this week to. Yeah, take on a, a game, you know. Take on a team that we should we should be beating. Yeah. But, um, hey ho, you know we've got. That's how it is. Um, we'll, we'll we'll brush over a bad week. So I want to take you um, to the wonderful world of the Tokyo Olympics. Before we do that, I need to mention that the fourth team annihilated Aztecs. Oh well, this is, if this is a win to talk about, then let's go back to Newark. Uh, yes, a, a brilliant. We were going to uh, forfeit the game at one point. But we managed to scrounge enough players and um, a young lady by the name of Georgia Andrews, one of my ex-starlets who went up into the first team, played for a number of years in the first team, decided to come and help us out. And the ladies forced playing alongside a mum. And yes, it was the uh, Georgia Andrews show. And uh, I think it was 5-1 five, five, we won. Um, to go above them in the table. So that was a positive, a real positive. And if she enjoyed it that much, does she want to play again? Um, think, I think she does, but not for the ones. I think she wants to stay and play alongside them. Why not? And why not indeed? It's a pity, but you uh, can understand it. Yeah. Um, Ireland have missed out on a spot in the Tokyo 2020 Olympics after the video umpire made an unacceptable late penalty call in favour of Canada. The Irish team were already celebrating a 6-5 aggregate win when Canada asked for a referral on the incident that happened with one second remaining. The video umpire awarded a penalty stroke of which Canada scored and they won the shootout that followed. The video umpire should be hanging his head in shame, said Captain Jonathan Bell. A terrible, terrible decision. Um, it's not well. It's not nice, but it's interesting to see it happens in hockey as well as football. Yeah, yeah. VAR decision, eh? In hockey, yes. who thought it? Um, you know, normally, just like in cricket, just like in tennis, other sports, they, they've been using this this, if you like, a VAR system or variant of it. Um, and, and as far as I'm concerned, they've got it right. You know, teams have so much. Like in cricket, teams have got so many chances to actually refer once they've referred and if it's negative they lose their referral if it's positive they keep the referral now i've not actually seen i saw the first leg of this game but i haven't seen seen the second leg but i have seen comments on social media by some of my colleagues uh umpiring colleagues and they tend to agree with what you've just said it was shameful it was it was shocking because the incident that happened doesn't warrant a penalty stroke. A penalty corner may be, but not a penalty stroke. So I don't know quite where he's got that decision from, and, and very, very harsh, very harsh on Ireland. <laughs> they made a mess of it at rugby, and now they're, now they're out of the hockey as well. They, they obviously have got a thing about Japan. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Paul. We'll catch you. We'll catch you next week because um, the men are playing. So and it's a big game. We've had against South, South Knots, and um, 
Uh, with no ladies first team, we're going to concentrate a bit more on the men and we can talk about some of the players next week as well. And let's hope that Sally's half-time team talk is more positive, eh? I'm sure it, I'm sure it will be positive, and if it's not, I'm certainly not, gonna, not the one that's going to be brave enough to say anything. <laughs> yes, well, Un- unla- unlike you and Tony Smith, I think she's lovely. <laughs> I will say one thing in a defence, the men's two has deserved it. <laughs> well, there you go then, and... Uh, um, Sally is not the person to sort of hold back. <laughs> Quite true. <laughs> Talk to you soon, Paul. All Look right, after yourself. Then, thanks. thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, it's interesting to see, Tony, that even hockey, VAR... In... Have we seen some of the weekend ones in football, though? Oh, dear. I, I'm, I, you know, we blame VAR. Should we be b- blaming the people that sit in, in front of these monitors trying to interpret it? it? I mean, Paul's just told his hockey one doesn't warrant it i mean paul's level-headed he gives it as he sees it and yeah some of these football ones over the weekend however they're dreaming up the decisions if you are a referee who has played the game uh at any level you tend to know you get a feel for what's just happened if you're sitting miles away from the game looking at a television screen you know, you've got no more right to pass judgment than any other viewer in the land. But they've got referees in there. Cootie was in there the other week do, yeah. doing it. I'm Mike like, Dean but, you know, was in there doing it. These guys are supposed to know what they're doing. As we've said before so many times, it works in cricket and it works in rugby. It's part of rugby league. It's got no place in football for VAR. See, I'm not blaming VAR itself. I'm blaming the interpretation of, of VAR. It's all part of the same package. Well, it probably is. It, it didn't work is. when we trialled it and it was kicked out, so why is it back? You know, I just love it when I see it in the Rugby World Cup, though. You know, the referee and the touch judge, whatever they call them, stand there looking at it, chatting to the people who's playing it back for him, and they're making a decision between... In football, the match referee's not even allowed to go and look at a monitor. Well, it's crazy. You know, what's the point in having the monitor there? What's the crazy then? in having it? It's just mm. ridiculous. Anyway, we've run out of time, thankfully, before I get on my eye horse <laughs> about that. Um, not here tomorrow night. Um, massive thanks to Rory and um, his backing group, the Flow Servers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's got a ring to it. Yeah. It's got a ring to it. And obviously all the lads on the on the phones tonight. Oh, fantastic. Lovely. Coming up next on DAB uh, for one week only, Craig Wilkinson. And on FM, A.D. Crampton's with his mix of the 70s music. We'll see you again on Wednesday. Bye-bye. Yeah.